You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. This is episode three in our study on praying with the help of the Holy Spirit. So let's go to our text, Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Here are the words of John the Baptist. He said, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So John gave a revolutionary word, one that had to shock the people who heard it, He is now saying that every believer can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Messiah is going to make this possible. He is coming after me, John said. He is going to baptize people with not just the anointing of the Holy Spirit, with with a fire of the Holy Spirit, which is a purifying fire and a powerful fire. That's the idea here. So... Uh, this is certainly not common. In fact, when John came, there had been a 400-year drought. No one prophesied in Israel in that from the time of Malachi to the time of John the Baptist for 400 years. There was a drought, no prophecy, which was shocking. And Isaiah said that Jesus would come into Israel as a root out of a dry ground, uh, that he would come during a very spiritually dry season. And so for John to show up and say there is a move coming and people are going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and he's going to pour out his Spirit on everybody, that was a shocking thing because they hadn't even had a prophet in 400 years. So this was a real uh, notable difference. Now, uh, there was another period earlier in Israel when something like this happened, although it wasn't this long, but it's 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Well, it was because of Eli, who was very disobedient to God, who had two very wicked sons who were priests who corrupted the ministry. And they did horrible things and turned a lot of people away from the worship of God. And he would not deal with them. And as a result, the Spirit of God didn't speak through him uh, much at all. So this idea that every believer could be filled with the Holy Spirit was revolutionary. And see, you see that the dry periods are followed by this flood. And that's what happened with Samuel. Samuel came after Eli. Eli is like the period of darkness uh, from Malachi to the time of John the Baptist. And then there is the ministry of John, of course, the ministry of Jesus. And and you see something similar on a smaller scale with Samuel. Now, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are recorded in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to turn there and look at them. I'm going to go ahead and open up my... King James Bible and read them. I'm I'm more familiar with this passage in King James. That's why I I read it. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, even as you were led. Dumb meaning don't have the ability to speak. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And that's interesting because even within a gift, 
it may operate differently. Some of the Old Testament prophets, that um, they operated in miraculous gifts, but differently. Samson killed the lion with his bare hands, and Daniel spent the night in a lion's den full of lions. None of them harmed him. And uh, so he dealt with the lions in a totally different way. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which works all in all. And you can see that by reading the Old Testament. So you see they're, they're, the same gift might be manifested in different ways with different prophets. But the manifestation of the Spirit, and that, that's something to focus on, manifestation. Uh, the Holy Spirit gives manifestations to every man to profit. In other words, it's for the blessing of people, not to, to profit with all. Uh, not to profit just that one person, but to bless people. That's the purpose of the manifestation of the Spirit. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. Now, what's the difference? Word of wisdom is future, word of knowledge is either present or past, something that has happened. And notice it is a word of wisdom. It's not foretelling all of the future. You can see a little bit. Uh, A word of knowledge is you see a little bit. To another faith by the same Spirit. This faith is a supernatural faith. It is beyond ordinary faith. It's the faith that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had when they were thrown in the fiery furnace. You would have to have spectacular faith to be able to go through that whole ordeal and not cave or buckle, and they did. And so uh, faith is the receiving of an amazing miracle. To another, the working of miracles. Working of miracles is very prominent. I skipped one here. To another, the gifts of healings. That's prominent in the New Testament. To another, the working of miracles, that's prominent in the Old Testament. You see more healings in the New Testament and some miracles, but but the working of miracles happened more in the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, the theme is the protection and preservation of Israel. So it's no accident that most of the miracles had to do with safety and security of Israel because Israel is the vehicle, the nation through whom Messiah will be born. When Messiah comes and begins his ministry, the whole theme changes and the emphasis changes to the healings and blessings of individuals now that the Messiah is here. So that's what you see in the difference. Uh, To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. That's the seeing of spirits. And I do believe there's another element of this, and that is the ability to know that a certain spirit is present even without seeing it, but there is an inward knowing. I I recognize a certain spirit is here. I think that's why discerning is used as, as opposed to seeing. And to another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these work at that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. We don't pick which ones of these gifts we're going to uh, operate in. Those things come by the Holy Spirit. Now, you see these nine spiritual gifts, seven of them, operated in the Old Testament. The only two that did not operate in the Old Testament were diverse kinds of tongues or diversities of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. The others were there present. Interestingly, you have two sets of three in the Old Testament and then one that stands alone, and that would be prophecy. 
But when the New Testament period came, Christ died on the cross, was raised from the dead, ascended back to heaven, and He said that the Holy Spirit would be given when He ascended. And so the Spirit came after Christ ascended, the new covenant was set in place, there was now the possibility of people being born again to receive the life and the nature of God. Then there were two gifts added. They were diverse kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. So these gifts are linked together, these last two. They, they are, uh, you know, I, I've heard it said they're like uh, uh, two nickels and a dime. Prophecies of the dime and tongues and interpretation are the two nickels. I think that's a great illustration. Listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 5. I would that you all spoke with tongues, but rather that you prophesied. For greater is he who prophesies than he that speaks with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. So all three of those gifts are listed here in this one verse, and he ties them together, and in essence he is saying that when tongues and the interpretation work together, they are similar to prophecy. They encourage people like prophecy does. So prophecy is an inspired word in a language that we know. Tongues and the inter tongues is an inspired word in a language that we don't know. It's unknown to the speaker. And it uh, doesn't mean it's totally unknown to everybody who hears because there are occasions where there are people present who do recognize the language, and it is a real language. It could be the language of an angel. Uh, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. So there are languages that angels speak. So these last two gifts were added to make a total of nine. So you have three gifts that reveal something. You have three gifts that do something, and you have three gifts that say something. And so these three sets of three are the gifts that were given to us in the New Testament. Well, this is such an important study because when you begin to wrap your mind around these gifts and how they operate, and um, the Bible tells us to covet the gifts of the Spirit, covet the best gifts. How do you covet them? Well, I, I would say that you covet them by reading about them and uh, seeing how they operate and uh, observing how, like the same prophet Samuel, for instance, had incredible details about King Saul when King Saul came to see him. And he anointed him to be the, next, to be the first king of Israel. And so the prophecy that God gave him at that time was amazingly detailed. And yet when God sent Samuel the prophet to the house of Jesse to anoint David to be king, uh, Samuel had to walk by faith. There wasn't a whole lot of detail. He did not know which of Jesse's sons was supposed to be king. There was not a deep and detailed word given to David on that occasion. Now I would ask you this, who made the better king? David or Saul? Well, the answer is easy. David was the better king. And so Saul received more revelation, more detail in the prophecies that were given to him, but yet he was less effective and failed miserably, whereas David was given a throne that would last forever, and the Messiah comes from him. So these gifts operate, uh, even the same gifts operate in different ways. The way that we covet them is to read about them. And so when you see a miraculous thing in the scriptures, 
you, you learn, okay, what gift is this? Because it's always a spiritual gift. It's never someone just doing a miracle or doing something supernatural. There's always a spiritual gift at play. Moses, when he stretched the rod over the Red Sea and the waters rolled back, that's the working of miracles. And all of the plagues that came on the Egyptians, that was the working of miracles. And so you see different gifts being manifested in different ways at different times. All the time I have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. I guarantee you. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.